This is the Cherryleaf Podcast. Hello again, and it's another new year. And in the last podcast, we looked forward to what we might see in terms of trends in 2022 and beyond. And we also asked another question on social media about looking back, looking back on 2021 and the lessons that people might have learnt that they can bring forward into the new year. And so what I thought would be a good idea would be to go through those comments and share them with you. So we posted on to social media the question, what lessons have you learnt over the last 12 months working from home, wins, losses, mindset, managing the pandemic, etc. Here are the responses that we got. Iona said, I learnt that time off is important. I haven't had a proper holiday this year and I can feel it. Well, I hope over Christmas and leading up to the new year, you had an opportunity to take some time off. Chris Williams replied, I learnt that even with multiple years demonstrating the ability some companies just won't accept a remote work transition. Michael C. replied, I feel like the people that relied on meetings and hallway conversations to get things done are not really embracing asynchronous communication. I feel a lot of folks are still learning this. And Michael, who goes under the handle technical writing, said, I've been taking work from home days and working with distributed teams for like a decade before 2020. A haphazard jump into full remote is not ideal. On the other hand, organisations have to face up if employees can handle suboptimal remote. What could they do if they were actually supported? And C. Stevens replied, I've learnt that a part-time job where I have to clock my hours often ends up being more work than a full-time salary job. So I'm thinking of heading back to full-time. And Jessica Shapin said, I love that I am fully remote, but I do miss some of the social aspects of of the office and getting separate family versus work time. I've learnt that my work needs to be more challenging to keep me interested being the only one on my team in my time zone is hard. Bethany replied, I've learnt that starting a new job while remote is really hard, regardless of how awesome the company is. I didn't realise how much I relied on things like meeting people in the kitchen to get to know my colleagues. Also, especially with the added stress and anxiety of the pandemic, I need to be very intentional in structuring my days including breaks, as I found it harder to focus as well as I normally do. And somebody who goes under the handle Robot Man said, I've learnt that I do not want to go back to the office. And SLB said, I've learnt a lot about my technical writing core skills, which are user guides for data centre software products, while doing a long-term contract from outside that comfort zone. And she also said, starting a new job while remote is hard, even if you think you're well prepared. 
first couple of months were a horror show. Problems with hardware, VPN, internet, phone and power blackouts all made harder by having moved house four hours drive farther from the office. And she's based in Australia, if I remember correctly. Here are the comments from Twitter. Adrian Warman replied, You can't work remotely in exactly the same way as you did in the office. That way lies exhaustion and burnout. Rather, pace yourself. Build in proper transition time between meetings and tasks. Allow yourself small talk at the start and end of meetings. Be gentle on yourself. And Glenn Lee replied, I am 50% more productive working from home and don't waste two hours a day commuting. Emmeline Wang said, I started working from home years ago and looked for a role and a company that allowed a fully remote or hybrid culture for two years before landing in a good fit. I read the book Remote and followed it, adjusting into a new way over three to six months. 2020 was not ideal for people who never did it because they didn't get to plan and experience what time-saving and gracious balance you can achieve from working from home. So I hope folks will be able to somehow read that book and gain some helpful tips and have a better experience. So the book that she mentioned was called Remote. It's not a book that I've heard of before, but looking around, I think the book she's referring to is called Remote, colon, Office Not Required by David Heinemeyer Hansen and Jason Fried, or Jason Fried, and David and Jason were the founders of what was called 37 Signals. It's now called Basecamp, which is a well-known software company. One of the products they make is called Basecamp. And the book came out in 2013. And on the headlines promoting the book, it suggests that face-to-face meetings are overrated, that working from home boosts the quality of work, and that one of the main challenges of managing remote workers is that people can work too hard. Let's carry on with some more comments and then let's come back to this issue of work from home, which seems to be the dominant theme from the comments that we received. Craig Wright replied, nothing work from home or pandemic related, but the lesson for me this year has been the damaging effects of context switching really burned me out to the point where I was struggling to remember anything and was constantly tense due to information overload. And Deborah, who goes by the handle of Starfall Projects, also reiterated that. And she said, 2021 was my fourth year of freelancing. What was once joyous variety has somehow become brain-sapping, focus-killing, mood-wrecking. I doubt it's just context switching in my case, but that's certainly a big part of it. So those were the comments that we had from different people. Let's reflect back and think about some of the comments that they said there. So a lot of them were clearly about working from home. And two years into the pandemic, 
I thought that many of these issues of working were resolved, but it appears not. Now, for some people, working from home works fine, and it's obvious to recognise that for others it doesn't. At Trailleaf, we've enabled people to work from home from when we began back in November 2002. So we come from a culture very much of having people working from home and looking at that positively. But it doesn't work for everyone. We've heard tales in the press and elsewhere about people where they do struggle with it working from home from a mental health perspective. It does mean that people can end up being lonely, not seeing people very often. It does mean that people can dwell on problems, overthink them, and not everyone has a place at home where they can have a decent work environment, a, a comfortable chair, a desk, effective broadband that gives them the throughput that they need, an appropriate monitor, and also the ability to call on IT support when things don't work. There is also real challenges if you're starting in a new company, if you don't have that opportunity to just grab people as and when and ask how do things work, to understand the culture, to just sit and observe a range of different people and getting to know them. And there's also from the top a preference for some managers to look to replicate what's worked in the past and if that's been lots of face-to-face meetings they want to continue that to go back to that culture. They want to enforce and establish values that the leaders have to people in the organisation. They tend to want to do that verbally, they want to do that via face-to-face meetings and that's another impetus why there is for some a preference to be in the office and to move away from this work from home environment. I think another aspect is, is around time management and this is related to people working from home. It also reflects on how people work in the office. At the office you go to work, you commute to work, you end the day you commute back. When you're in your home it may be that the same room that you work in is the same room that you sleep in or the same room that you watch television and having that separation between work and play can be difficult to establish. In the early days when I was working from home, one of the things I used to do was walk my son to school and then walk back. So although I was working from home, I had a commute. Walk helped change the perceptions, focus the mind. One notable aspect during 2021 was the number of project meetings that we were asked by clients to attend. These were virtual meetings via Zoom or Teams or a similar platform. And they were managed in a number of different ways. So for some organisations, they have back-to-back hourly meetings. And a manager will go from one meeting, they'll probably have two minutes, and then they'll go straight into the next meeting. And they're very tightly controlled, well, they're tightly controlled in terms of time, in that once that 60 minutes is up, they have to go on to the next meeting. So the meetings tend to end. So there can be a bit of a rush towards the end of the meeting to get everything in or things get not covered and have to get pushed into the next meeting, be that the next day or the next week. For other organisations, 
they'd run on a 15-minute cycle. and They'll just have short meetings, everyday stand-ups. And strangely, those meetings tend to be more relaxed. There seems to be more time to cover things with that regular daily 15-minute cycle. So why is that? I think the difference is that for the ones where they have daily stand-ups, it's very much that they are working to the plan. There is a process, there is a system that everyone is following and the meetings are there to support that process. Often within software teams, that process is support tickets or tasks that are written in a platform such as Jira and there's a list of jobs to be done. People are working through those. They're being tracked via the system. Again, it could be Jira. And then the meeting is just to confirm what's been covered during the previous day or to raise issues that require more than just a few words within a support ticket. So I think part of the stress and strain and this issue of context switching is the lack of time that people have going from one meeting to the next and also perhaps a lack of underlying system within the organisation that the company is managed by meetings rather than meetings there to support the underlying processes that are managed by another system, another way of doing things. And there was that mention of context switching, of being interrupted, doing one piece of work and then having to switch to doing something else. And if you're a freelance technical author, freelance technical writer, that can be your job, that you have to do a morning working for client A and then switch on to doing a project for client B and being able to switch between those. Or working away in very heavy, concentrated work and then getting a phone call and somebody asking you about an invoice or a task or something else and it being very hard to switch out of thinking about the project and recalling what relates to this conversation and this topic that somebody else is asking you about. I think in that environment, working from home is probably more advantageous that there are fewer interruptions who are unnecessary interruptions where people come up and come to your desk and just want to chat because they want to engage when that's maybe not the appropriate time for you to have that conversation. So I think to turn a negative work from home experience to a positive work from home experience, I think there needs to be a process for managing work that is there outside of meetings where there can be stresses on people's time to get everything done. I think it requires a good work environment, so getting that nice chair, getting that good monitor, having a decent desk, having good broadband. Now other interruptions in terms of dealing with family issues and the like, children, then it may be having the ability to be flexible over when you can work and when you need to stop work so maybe the working day isn't nine to five but is broken up and so that sometimes during the day you can dedicate to other demands that might be there and again doing that requires perhaps an asynchronous way of working so you can work at different times to other people again having that underlying plan or system 
where that enables that to happen. And our experience within 2021 was that we were working much more asynchronously than before, in that we had a significant increase in the number of customers that were based in the United States. So they were working with a seven, five to seven hour time zone difference between us and them, which led to where we did need to do, to do meetings to having those UK time towards the early evening, late afternoon. And one lesson learned from that was that it certainly is more possible today to work internationally for us to work with US clients than in the past. And it seems that clients in the States are much more open to working with a UK-based company. Now, that may also be related to the shortage of people with the right skills for writing documentation such as developer portals and API documentation. That may be another factor in that. But certainly a lesson learned for us was that the US market is much more amenable to our services than it was before. So those were the lessons learned for us and for others who responded on social media and some of the potential solutions for addressing the more negative experiences within 2021. If you've got any thoughts on those, or if you've got other lessons learnt that you'd like to share, then you're more than welcome to do that. Email address is info at cherryleaf.com. Twitter, you can send them to cherryleafltd, or to me, Ellis Pratt, that's E-L-L-I-S-P-R-A-T-T. I hope you have a great start to 2022. Let's hope it's better for all of us compared to the beginning of 2021. We've got a number of things planned and in development that I really look forward to talking to you about in the upcoming months. And if you'd like to talk to us about any requirements you might have to improve your own skills or you have a need to get some documentation created, be it for a software application or for an API or policies and procedures, we'd be very happy to talk to you and see if we can help. You can find details on Cherryleaf at www.cherryleaf.com. Thank you for listening and I look forward to the recording the next podcast.